podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. It's uh, really great to have you you with us um, once more online. Um, we know, again, online is not uh, where we really want to be. We want to be back in our church buildings, worshipping, singing praise together. And God willing, that's not too far off and we're heading in the right direction. But it is, as I say, great to have you with us. Great to have you tuning in online. We're continuing in our series, Amazed, if you remember the last couple of weeks we've been in this series together. And this week, we're in this wonderful chapter, Acts chapter 3. We're just going to have a look at verse 1 through 10. And just to give you a a little bit of background, Peter and John are doing what they do. They are living for God on a day-to-day basis, doing what he's called them to do. They are worshipping together. They are spending time together in the presence of God enabling them to worship him to their fullest and because of their obedience because of their togetherness they are perfectly positioned for God to work a miracle through them we've said so many times before that so often the only ability that God needs is our availability Now, I know that sounds a little bit cliche, but that's the truth, isn't it? He doesn't call for us to be this, that or the other. What he does call for us to be is to be faithful and to be obedient. So we're to be available for what God has in store. If we want to serve God and be ready for action, we have to be living for him on a day to day basis. Now, I guess if you could draw an analogy, if you want to be in the first team, in any sports team, if you want to be in the first team, then you need to turn up to training. You need to turn up and be ready. You need to turn up and give your all on a day-to-day, perhaps even when you don't feel like it, that you do what you need to do. And then what happens is that when the manager feels like you're ready, then he gives you that opportunity to step into what you've been working towards, what he's been training or she's been training you in. And that's exactly the same with us, isn't it? That as his church, we're to go about doing what God's called us to do, day to day living for him, expectant then that God will work when he's ready and when his timing is perfect as we know then he will bring about what needs to happen. And here, in this account that we get, we see Peter and John ready, perfectly positioned for God to work a miracle. Let's read the chapter together, Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 10, and then we'll see what the word's got to say to us. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. 
Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. If there was ever a name, that's the one. Where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Verse 3. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. If you know the old kids chorus, walking and leaping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This guy in this account has been lame from birth. He was born lame. He's dropped off every day by possibly friends or maybe even uh, business acquaintances because uh, he'd be able to go there and earn perhaps a, a decent sized lump sum every single week because he was there every day that may well have been split between the three of them. And he's there every day in the same place at the gate called Beautiful outside the temple. Verse 2 tells us that it happened every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. He's probably, and, and, and I'm guessing, but he's probably got a nice steady income. And so too uh, the carriers that were bringing him and collecting him from the gate. But on this particular day, he asks his usual, do you have any change? But today he asks the question to Peter and John, two of the apostles. The first thing that, that Peter and John do, which perhaps is, is alien to this guy, is they stop. Um, and, and I'm sure you've been in the, the circumstance, the scenario, where you're presented with maybe something similar. And, and the, the mind is set and focused on what it's to do. Sometimes you don't even see. We don't take time. And Peter and John, in this moment, they take time. They stop. They give the man their attention. They stop and they give the man their attention. The chances are that 90% of passers-by probably didn't even see this guy every single day sat at the temple gate. They probably didn't even know. They probably were less than interested. But Peter and John stop and they look at the man. They give him their full attention. And of course then, in that moment, 
which is perhaps, as we say, alien to this blind, uh, to this beggar. He, he's now in a position where he is just doing what he does, not expectant that anybody would stop, certainly look at him. And Peter says this in verse four, look at us. It goes on, so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. He saw that they had stopped. He saw that they were looking at him. He heard their request to look at us. And now they're engaged. The man, this lame beggar, is expectant, but expectant for what? Now we know, don't we, what he's expectant for. He's expectant for loose change. He's expectant for something to drop into his pot or at his lap, whatever it might be, into his hands. He's expectant of loose change. But what he gets is real, life-altering change. What he gets is real, life-altering change. Verse 6, Peter and John had not got money to give him, but they had got something of far greater worth. They got something of far higher value than any amount that this man could have got in this moment. They have something of greater worth than gold. Peter declares this gift, which isn't from them, but rather it's from God. He declares this gift in verse 6. He says, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. You see that the command, you see that the declaration that Peter makes in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, there is no other name. There is no other name, only the name of Jesus. And in this moment, he declares to the man that there is only one name for real change. There is only one name that can change and alter this man's direction, his life in its entirety. There is one name and his name is Jesus. And the command is walk. Now the man has been lame from birth. The account has already told us that. He has never walked in his life. Peter helps him to his feet. And then in verse 7, it says this, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Instantly, the very power in the name of Jesus changed this man in his entirety. His ankles and his feet gained strength. And he stood to his feet for the first time in his entire life. He stood up. His change had come. And there's only one reaction to that kind of change, isn't there? It's walking and it's leaping and it is praising God. There is no other way that we could possibly react in this moment other than to be absolutely absolutely overwhelmed and amazed at the change that has now occurred. He has seen firsthand that God can move mountains. 
He has seen firsthand that God could make somebody like this man, somebody who was lame from birth, God could enable him to stand to his feet. And he could not help but praise God in the moment. And as he does, he heads with them to the temple courts. He, it, the Bible tells us then that then he went with them at verse 8 into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. He's finally, for the first time, got past the gate. The gate which is indeed beautiful. And as beautiful as it was, this was better. For the first time in his life, he had got past the gate and he had got into the temple courts and he had gone in walking and jumping and praising God. He's in the temple. He's praising God for this amazing miracle. And everyone around about him now recognises this guy that they've perhaps been stepping over day after day. This guy that they've seen, maybe thrown a bit of loose change to, maybe had a conversation about how irritating he is. He's always there, always on the gate, always in the way, always asking for something. And now, this guy is in the temple courts. This guy who was lame from birth. This guy who they could see was physically disabled is now stood. He is walking and he is leaping and he is praising God. Everybody recognises him. Verse 10, and the word tells us that they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. They are overwhelmed by what's going on. They are amazed by what they are seeing right here. It's an incredible account, isn't it? And the account allows us to turn the spotlight into our own lives and onto our own lives. It all starts with two men living as God has called them to live. They are living for God day to day stepping into what God has called us to do. And sometimes we can be in moments where we think, I just can't, I'm too exhausted, I can't maybe even be bothered, I've got so much on I couldn't possibly. But listen what the word says, it tells us that we're to be faithful and we're to be obedient. And the example here that we see from the two apostles, Peter and John, is that they were being faithful and obedient. They were following what God has called us to do, to spend time in worship and prayer, to spend time in his word, to spend time with like-minded believers, those that know and love the Lord Jesus Christ as their own personal saviour. We're called to do this. And there's a reason. Because when we're together, we inspire each other. We help each other. We push each other forward. We move each other on. And here, now, these two apostles, because of their faith and because of their obedience, they're in this moment now where they are expecting that one day God will do something incredible. They're expecting that God can do something in the moment and they're expecting of miracles and of lives to be changed. And they bring in this moment through the power and the name of Jesus, they bring life-giving, lasting change to a man who was stuck at the gate. 
but change finally came to this man. And the question for you today is what about you? What about you? Are you at the gate looking for change? Do you find yourself in the same spot over and over and over again, just crying out for help? Maybe looking in all the wrong places. Do you find yourself in that moment? This man here was stuck at the gate. And if you're stuck today, then there is only one name that can bring about real change. There is only one name, and that's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is one name who can bring real life-giving change. His name is Jesus. And what we have to do, what you have to do today, is to call on his name. Get past the gate and praise him for the life that he has given, the life that is on offer for you today. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. That very offer is there for you today. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for your word today. We thank you for all that it's said to us. And we just ask that you would just help that seed to grow in our lives. That, Father, we'd understand that you are in control. That there is power in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you for the amazement that we've seen in this account. And we just ask that you will help us to be amazed at your word. To search deeper. To look longing into it, Father. To find out what you're calling us to be. Father, help us to be faithful and obedient. We ask all of these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So thank you so much, Church, once again for joining with us online. And again, I pray that this finds you well and that you're all safe and God willing, we'll see you all very soon. In the meantime, keep praying, keep reading his word, keep looking to him. And we'll see you soon. God bless. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.